What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle Project Podcast. This is your host, Nick Marcos, and this is my newest project where I'm sitting down with local business owners and community members who truly embody the hustle mentality. We're going to dive in deep and get their amazing stories of the ups, the downs, and everything in between. So whether you're an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, or you're just someone who enjoys hearing the stories behind our community's movers and shakers, this is the podcast for you. So tune in and take pride knowing that we have these great people with incredible stories living right here in our neighborhood. Make sure you tune in weekly for our newest episodes. For more information, check out our website, hustleprojectpodcast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Project Podcast. Enjoy this week's episode, guys. So, Ryan, so tell me um, a little bit about your history. So you're from Revere. Yeah, born and raised. Uh, grew up in the Oak Island section of Revere, uh, which is, for those who don't know, is right by Kelly's Roast Beef. Kelly's Roast Beef, of course, yeah, is world famous, you know. And if you've been uh, to Revere Beach, you've probably been to Kelly's Roast Beef. And I grew up in uh, a neighborhood right behind Kelly's Roast Beef, and had the opportunity to, to grow up in a great household. Uh, my dad was a printing pressman for the Boston Globe. Uh, my mom, for the most part, was stay at home. She helped out with the housing authority, cooked some meals. Um, and you know, I, grew, I went to public school in the city. I uh, got the opportunity to go to Suffolk University. To, um, tell me a little bit more about your parents. Were they involved at all in the city? Because, um, you, you know, if, I feel like, you know, you don't just dream to become mayor out of nothing. Yeah, so. yeah. So my dad, my dad was a city councilor. He got elected when I was uh, seven years old, roughly. And so that was my first exposure to public right. service and, and what city government and all that. So he, uh, he was a, a city councilor for a few years, absolutely hated it, hated it. Right. Hated the fact that uh, hated the fact that people played politics. Right? He loved he loved getting stuff done. He loved helping people. He hated and for the city councilors, they meet every Monday night. He hated Monday nights because one, he was not working, so he was losing money. <laughs> Two, uh, he would he felt like he was banging his head against the wall, and he was doing things for what he felt were the right reasons, right. and there were a lot of people who, who weren't doing right things for, yeah, or, or the, things for like the right the reasons. Like the politics of the politics. He hated right. the politics of politics, right? Yeah. So, uh, so he got involved, and it's funny, because he got involved when uh, my sister and I were uh, pretty young. We were in, in elementary school, and he was involved in the PTA, and this was like his his first exposure. Like he just wanted to be involved in his kids' education, and so he helped with a couple of events and helped them, you know, be pretty successful. And they made him the president of the PTA. And then this open seat kind of came up, and he was like, "Oh, you know, what do you think?" And he he talked to a few of the other parents, and they all kind of said, "You you need to run for this. You need, rallied, you'd be great, right? Like rallied behind, like, behind him." And like I said, he, he didn't he didn't enjoy it too much, but so he just served one term and he, he served he ended up serving I think two he did two terms or three terms he did six years, uh, and then he left just he he didn't have an right. opponent he just he just quit, and there's a funny article that I keep in my in my office that 
is like after he's leaving uh, and, and he's like kind of like a hindsight article and he, and he talks about how he was like the only politician who would have a fundraiser and lose money, you know, cause he, he wasn't really interested in selling tickets. He was just in, course, yeah. interested in having, having a good time and having people. So he would, you know, order way too much food, make sure people right. left, left with food, you know? So when we would have like now flash forward, you know, I, I kind of get the bug through going to college, knowing some of my dad's history, like campaigning with my dad, uh, not knowing all of the reasons why he hated it so much, but knowing all the good stuff that he loved about it and knowing that people really respected him because of what he did and because he was a man of principle and because he was somebody that cared so deeply about the community that, you know, that's what I saw. And I was like, yeah, like this, this city is incredible, right? We have a beautiful beach. We have public transportation, we're really close to Boston. A strong local you know, economy. Strong local economy, like, and, 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 you know, the opportunity to build even more. Right. And, uh, and, and we would have, like, big fights about, about the city and about what's going on. You and your dad. Yeah. And so this is when you probably realized that you were meant for politics, is that you felt the passion. Well, well it, was, it was when he said, I'm not, I'm, you know, we would have like blowout fights, right? Sunday, Sunday afternoons, football, gravy, you know, my mom, my, <laughs> gra- my grandmother made, um, would make uh, homemade uh, raviolis and we just, you know, I'd be over the house all day and we just, we'd end up fighting. And it was like, we can't, we can't talk about this anymore. And my dad said, I'm not talking about this anymore until you put your name in the ballot that's when we'll, we'll be able to talk about right. politics. So I was like, you know what? Oh, in other words, he was telling you, like, yeah, he's like you're not you, even you level playing field. You, right, you can't, right, you can't talk about this stuff. You With don't me. even know. Right? Oh, like, interesting, so, interesting. So uh, that, like, I was like, all right, I'll, this is what I want to do. And he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, then I said, no, Dad, I'm, I'm going to run. Like, this is what I want to do. This is, like, my game plan. This is how I want to run. He's like, I'm, I'm in 110. percent Hold on one second. So, how old are you at this point? 24. So, t- take me back a little bit. You graduate from Revere High, right? Go Patriots. Yep. Um, and then you end up going to Suffolk University. Go to Suffolk. So, what did you study at Suffolk, and so why? And- I studied government. You know, I had, I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Uh, you know, graduated high school, kind of went in. I, I knew that I, I enjoyed. The conversations I would have with my dad, I knew I enjoyed uh, um, the news of the day. I, like I was, it was either for me, it was either going to be journalism or or government, mm-hmm. like one side or the other. I think, right, yeah. you know, and and it ended up being like I said, I really like the, I love the fact that my dad made an impact on people's lives and actually help, like was able to help people. And that right. was and, like, and even though you're saying he didn't have like a grand success in there, the, the, the passion was still obvious. There were people who would come and like, Oh, thank ten, your dad you for know, doing years you know, later, for public service. Right. I mean, there are people now still in Revere that will say your dad helped me with an issue. You know, wow. your dad helped me with something. Yeah. And that's one of the coolest things about being a local. Thing. Yeah. That's the coolest thing. Right. right. So, so that really made an impression on me. And, Going forward, you know, I, I, I went to Suffolk. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm not without fault. I, I screwed up my first, uh, my first year and, and kind of uh, 
took a took a little bit of time off. My dad my dad said, "I'm not gonna let you waste any more money." Right. Uh, One of those doing what you're doing. You know, I kind of I, I, you know, just enjoyed myself a little too much, and um, and I went to work. I, he made me go to a paint uh, to go to work in a paint store. And that was like... No, when you say your dad made you help... Because there's a lot of young kids, or not young kids, but younger people that listen to this. When you say like your dad made you go work at a paint store, explain please, because I know what that means, but there's a you lot of people who means. don't know. I it's know probably exactly. illegal what right. it means, right? Yeah, but like, so, but all you, all, like with my dad, all I needed was a look, right? right? I didn't, he didn't, I mean, he raised his voice, but like it was more like... Just yeah. a lot, right? It's discipline, right? For for me and for having little boys now, it's like it, it's like kind of crazy, right? Because right? you try to instill that discipline, but like also not, you know, impede, you know, yeah, personal on, growth, on personal and, growth, exactly. You know, other things. So so uh, having that, like, like you know, having the respect and having the discipline instilled at like a young age. I think there's a lot of reasons that, you know, partially my parents, I've studied uh, uh, karate as a, as a kid. And like so you, you, through, you've through practiced my years, discipline. Right? Yeah, so it's like practice discipline, right? Yeah, so, you've practiced discipline. So, uh, you know, knowing like, you, you know, it was you just a conversation like, yeah. You, this is what you're gonna do, and it was like, okay, I'll like. You knew that his the best interest, like he had your best interest yeah, my, in mind, right. and he knew that that involved sometimes eating shit for eating a little shit. bit. Yeah, right. because he right. knew that if you did, you would gain perspective, right? right? And and right. and so I, I feel like I had the same similar situations growing up. Is that you have this idea of what you want to do, and your parents will give you the freedom to do it, but when it doesn't work out, it's not just always oh brush your shoulders off and just keep going no well now you got to feel a little bit for that right you got to feel right. for that decision you got to um i think that that builds strong character definitely builds strong character but go ahead so you graduate from from suffolk and what, what graduate happens from next? suffolk and i decide that i you know i got a full-time uh, uh gig in the private sector around the same time i decide that I want to start getting involved in local politics, and um, I thought it would be a good idea to go to grad school at the same time. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. So I have. Well, I, that's like, why I you're always, on the Hustle par- Project podcast because you're a hustler. All right, and so I always think like of of that time in my life, I had essentially uh, crossroads. Right, there are three paths in my life. I had the nine to five, you know, consulting gig Typical. that I hated, mm-hmm. hated. I had grad school. And then I had campaigning and what politics. What was the end game from from grad school? Was it still sort of, was it going to end up being politics and, or was it going to be probably more private sector? It probably would have been probably more to private polish, To polish right. your... You right, know. right, right. And, and you know, I, I went to, I think I went and started grad school because it seemed like that was just the logical next yeah, thing to do it was like i didn't want to i didn't want to go to law school because you know i got advice that unless you want to try um try cases in court don't go to law school you know don't don't incur that debt if right. you don't if, if you're not going to be a lawyer and and practice and don't bother and i didn't know if i wanted to be a you know be an attorney so i said to myself you know like you have these options like I like, I enjoy learning, so I thought, you know, grad right. school makes sense and kind of, 
at the end of the day, those kind of three paths, it was, it's so clear where the passion was, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was revere, like essentially revere, right? It was like politics, but also just kind of leadership in the city. Like that's where I wanted to be. And just being that's an active, I wanted to do. an right. active community member. Right, right, right. And, and, you know, I would, I would go to school, you know, I, I would, well, I'd, I'd be in class or I'd be um, at work and just all I could think about was Revere and what I was doing for the campaign or, you know, wh what area of the city I was going to go hit or what, you know, who I needed to talk to. And it was just like that was driving me, you right. know, each and every day. And I, I'd sit around and, you know, I'd do my job, but I'd be like, okay. Your mind would be like, somewhere let else. Me, let me, you know, when is it 501 so I can get right. out of here and go do what I really want to do. I remember doing, in fact, and I remember my senior year in college, I can totally relate to this. My senior year in college, I had started my first business, and I remember being in some of those, you know, those last semester of college year classes, which are really not like the most, you know, the toughest classes right. in the world, but just not even being there really, just checked out the whole time, just writing down my business ideas in my, in my book. And I can see, I know exactly what you're talking about. And and good for you to be that young and to be able to say, you know what? No, no, no. Something's pulling me. Like the logical, rational, long-term, you know, uh, choice would be, yes, go to grad school, polish your resume, get a good job, you know, w climb the corporate ladder, and you'll live a good life. You right. would live a great right. life. Right. But something was pulling you towards, and that's more that entrepreneurial spirit, that hustler's mentality that I'm talking about. It's like you just can't, you just know that the regret of not doing it is so big that you'll never get over it. Right. So you had to right. dive in. So what was it? What what did you end up doing that 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 you that allowed you to sort of get your feet and hands wet for the first time right out of college? Yeah, so it just it started with just running a campaign, right? And it started with saying, "Okay, I'm going to put my name on the ballot and and dive in. I don't know what I'm doing." So running but for as an elected official. As an elected official, yeah. So running for for the city council. So you're initially. A, you're right out of college. So I'm, you're going yeah, for it. I'm going in. I'm going to run for city council. I'm going to start knocking on doors and introducing myself. Now, I'm, you know, what people don't know about me is that I'm, I'm pretty introverted. I'm not a super, like, out there, extrovert kind of person. So oh, to, to knock on a door, like, cold and mm -hmm. introduce myself to somebody was, like, terrifying. Terrifying, right? But it was something that I needed to do because I knew that there was a, still a passion there for doing, like, I, I, I've had, I feel like I've always had ideas about the city, what, what could be, like what, what the potential is for the right. city. And that I needed to like communicate that to people mm -hmm. and talk to them about it. And like, I know that people agreed with me. It was just, you know, pulling it out of people. Right. And, you're just so and, anxious. You spent anxious, so much right? time. You've, right. You spent so much time going over this and you're so anxious to let people know. It's just like, it's like you just want to share. It's like you struck a ja you struck gold, gold and you just exactly. want to share it with share everybody. It with everyone. And the gold was really just the passion. It's like, oh my God, I, I love it. Like right. I love something. Right. I want to share it with everybody. What an amazing feeling that is. Tell me just quickly, like how cool was it once you started getting comfortable knocking on doors and talking just to like just to get over that hurdle, one, and sort of, two, win that challenge, like that personal challenge of like putting yourself outside the box and, right. then, and dealing with the consequences. And then when you do win, that feeling of winning, talk to me a little bit about how oh, that felt. There's no, I mean, there's really no way to describe, right. you know, that, the, the feeling of winning or just even the, 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 the level of comfort. Like I, 
I've what I've learned, and I and I've learned it kind of late in life. I'm 39 years old. Uh, ah, we're I still tell, young. I know man. we're we're we're, young, we're, yeah. we're on the edge, right? <laughs> and I tell every high school kid that I that I talk to, every every kid that you know interns in my office, every kid that is in college, you know, that's still trying to figure it out, doesn't know what they're doing. I always say I say a couple of things, but one of them is like get outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. When you get outside your comfort zone, you're going to grow. You're going to make mistakes, but you're going to grow, and you're going to be a better person. You're going to be a better whatever you are. You know, you'd, right? th- you'd think and, that these kids know this by now because if you go on social media, like every other post is some inspirational quote, but they don't. They just don't get that, and it's, it takes people like you to step up and say, guys, you got to get out of the comfort zone, and you gotta, you got to risk something right. here. And own it, right? And like own, it. Own, own being outside of the comfort own zone. Own it, just like when you, when you made a decision to take a, a leap of faith and, you, and your dad sort of right. helped you punish yourself. Yeah, right, say, you know exactly. What? Like, now exactly. you have to own your mistake. Right. You're not just going to clean, dust your pants off and, and, and walk away. You have to own your mistake sometimes. Right. It's the same thing. That's why you were willing to take that, that challenge. But it's so much easier in life to make the like to own and make those mistakes when you're 17, 18, 19 yeah. than when you're 28, 29, 30. Right. Or if you never make those mistakes. Like of course. there are people who go through life and they're happy, right? And all, all the power to them. I wish I could be that person, right? That are happy. They don't want to be outside their comfort zone. They want to do what they need to do. They, and they build home, this world around they build, it. They've yep. got it. Put their like, blinders on. And that, you know what? Like that's awesome. And I, and those and people that can do that is like mm-hmm. it's amazing. And I, I I love I love them for well, it. Well, it takes all these but different kinds of people to make the world go around. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Right. You can't have all people who just want to be outside the comfort zone. No, it would make it it'd be yeah. a you know it'd be a mess. They right? must have a name for that. I just coming up <laughs> blank. But 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 it, you know, when, for 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 kids who, especially I think when we when I think of a, a of a. 16, 17, 18 year old kid, they have an entire life ahead of them. They can make that decision that they want to be right. in a bubble and they want to do this. But like they should at least experience, like when you're at that point, you can make the, the decision that you're going to, okay, no, I don't want to do that and I'm going to go in my bubble. Mm-hmm. Or you can kind of grow and yeah, you can develop and, 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 and turn, you know, you can kind of do things that, and unlock doors that you never knew even existed. Right. You know, and, and, and blow your own mind and have right. original ideas exactly. and original thoughts and, exactly. and, and be a, uh, uh, an analytical thinker or someone. Right. But the thing, the thing with me is there are a lot of people who are comfortable um, with just having sort of a complacent state of mind, and, and that's okay. But there also needs to be hustlers that, that sort of propel things forward, that push things forward. Right. Um, so you can't just – we collectively can't just assume that every kid would be inspired by something like that, but there's definitely an – of an abundance of young kids that should at least experience discomfort, right? right and like put right. themselves in that position and then, and then deal with the reaction because even, even in a, in a, in a life not full of amazing things, there's still a lot of reward to be had by, by putting yourself out there sometimes just for small things. Right. So right. sorry to bring you back to, um, let's reel it back in yeah. here to, uh, <laughs> to, um, your first campaign. So you're knocking on doors yeah, you've, you've overcome that hurdle. Talk to me about that experience. Yeah, and, and you know, it was, it was an amazing experience because you get to, for for a, a, a number of different reasons, but you get the opportunity to to just meet so many great people, right? And that's what, like, my business and you know, I guess running a city or politics or whatever you want to call it, it's all people. It's a people business, right? It's all about you know the the residents of the city. 
you're trying to gain, you know, not only their trust, but you want them to, to buy into a, a vision that you have, and you want to hear from them, right? And you want to you want to hear their stories, hear what they're thinking, what they're feeling. Right. That that's gonna kind of influence yeah. and, and kind of allow you to 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 make good decisions and to think about okay, you know how how are the people in in the city who are going to be affected by a decision that I make? How are they? thinking about this or what, 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 where's their you know head at or where their priorities are right um, I agree and, because if you look at it from from a business perspective you know as a business you have a product and that product is what you send out to the market and you get feedback for you it's ideas it's ideas it's right? ideas right. like you put ideas out there on how I can help the community and then the community speaks back to you right but if you don't listen if you're not listening if you're not listening then are you a good politician in my in my opinion no like it's the same thing as a business what makes a business good listen to your right. customers right you know Take it with a grain of salt sometimes because there's some good and some bad, but it's the meat in the middle that you want to focus on. That's what makes a good politician, that's what makes a good businessman, a good parent, a good just listening. So it's interesting to see that that's sort of at the forefront of what you stand for as a politician because that's really what makes a good politician right, in my mind. Right, and, and you know, it's so important, and I think for a city like Revere, it, which is like a little, a little unique, um, you have, we have opportunities to really open up uh, doors and, and and be able to connect with people in different ways, right? Like the way that I think of, like when, from when I walked into office the first day until like to where I am today, almost four years later, the amount of uh, time and effort that we put into trying to make sure that we were connecting with people and that there are, there are ways to do that. And like now, I mean, t- between technology and just oh, yeah. the availability yeah. of, of, of... If you're not, you're just being ignorant. Like right. If you, can't, if you have trouble connecting with your community right now, I, I mean, I don't know what to and tell you. The, uh, the, the, the ability to listen to people, mm-hmm. right? It's just that's what... And that's really... The, that's the business, right? right? It's like listening to people, understanding what, what, they're, what they're saying and what they're what they're feeling, what their priorities are. And there was a lot of low-hanging fruit in terms of, like, for the city to be able to do that. Like, we, we, you know, we weren't doing that before. You know, right. I have, like, we have office hours now on, on evenings. We now, we just rolled out um, a pretty innovative little thing called Mobile City Hall. We took a, an old uh, senior shuttle van. We bought a new senior shuttle for, for our seniors because we love them. And... We took the old one and we said, you know, I kind of looked at it and said, what am I going to do with this thing? Started thinking about it, talking to people. So why don't we, you know, we wrapped it, put some new tires on it, put it out on the street. And we have like, essentially we have um, folks from, from City Hall who go out into the neighborhood, go to an event and they have... You can pay a bill online, or like online at oh, the okay. at the mobile city hall. You right. can get any information about any upcoming events. You can get like different uh, registration forms. So literally a mobile literally mobile city hall, right? Mobile. So you like pu- like put it. Let's like the idea was let's bring city hall out to the right. out to the community, and you know my department heads love it, which is really cool because it get it, it can get them out of the office a little bit, right? But it also gives them an opportunity to. You know, if you're if you're uh, registering dogs, what better place to register dogs than at the dog park? Man, I mean, right? Like, so, so just roll up. It's the most simple thing. You know, it's just it's like meeting people where they are, right? right. And and yeah, back to what you said, right. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, to be able to do something like that, like it's not 
you know, that that's not gonna, not a, that's not, not a, gonna that's not gonna be my legacy, right. right? But it's just like that being able to do something like that. I think shows like just how important it is to be forward thinking and be thinking about it's a reflection definitely of where the state of mind of the people who are running your city are at when they make an investment like that. Even minimal as it may be, instead of saying let's put up a uh, you know a big plaque in front of the building that says Brian Arrigo, right? right? Like right. you know you could easily do that. That's what politicians do. Instead of doing that, you're saying, well, let's go retrofit. Let's repurpose a van that otherwise has zero value to us and take it from a zero value to a to this unbelievable va community, value community value that right. although it may only serve you know maybe some underprivileged people or some elderly people who may not have it but those people need to be served too right, right? and they deserve an investment as well right. so it's like a you know you'd think it makes perfect sense why isn't everybody doing it but you know i guess everybody's just not in that state of mind right and and you're not always you know not everyone has the resources or the resources and, you know, correct yeah yeah there there are a number of reasons it just happened that we like I said, we have this van, and I'm, and I'm sitting there saying, "Are we gonna, you know, you know, what are we, what are we gonna do with this thing? Right. You know, so how can we, how can we get some benefit out of it? And and I think we've we've been that's able to do that. That's a dope move. That's like that's a really cool thing. I mean, if you're from Revere, you got to be proud of that. That's really cool because this is an elected official. This is someone that collectively, we, I'm not from Revere, but collectively the people of Revere voted in, and now they're getting to see that. But before, listen, we got to go back, and I, I have a feeling this is not going to end well. That's why you don't want to, you don't want to talk about this, but. Yeah. Let's go back to, to you, when you first graduated, graduated college and you ran for office because I don't want people to think that that was when you got elected because that was about 15 years ago. Oh, yeah, no, ago. no, okay, no so I, go I, I, I lost. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I lost. And, and I, so there were 10 people running for city council seats, uh, five people you know, get elected. It was an at-large, so it was like the entire, you run for the, the entire city. And I came in seventh out of ten. Oh, so you just missed by one. So I, I'm, you know, I missed, and 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 I was, you know, I was, uh, I was devastated, but I was also kind of realistic about it. I said, okay, like I didn't do that bad. I did better than I thought. Right. Um, and I had like pretty. But that I thought wasn't realistic expectations for me. You know, I, I, like I put my blood, sweat, and tears. But into your expectations it were to were to be elected. Were to win, yeah. And yeah. you weren't. Right. So, what kind of effect did that have on your psyche in terms of like where you wanted to go in life? Now, was it, it made like, me want it even more? Really, it made me want it even more, and it made me realize that like, okay, I've got, and I forget how many exactly how many votes I got, but if I got three thousand, then I could get six thousand, then I could get ten thousand. Like it just it gave me fuel. It said, okay, you've you're onto something here, and. You know, I was I, I was bummed out, and like I said, you know, it was, uh, it, was it was tough for me to kind of deal with. But the the bounce back was somebody who was older than me, who I look to as a mentor now, who grabbed me and said, "Hey, um, I know you just lost, but I need you to uh, I need you to come and meet me for a coffee. I want to I want to you know chat with you." And I did, and he introduced me to a bunch of people, and that was like, and he was blown away. He was like, he's like, nobody thought you were gonna get more than like a thousand votes, and he's like, you did way better than anyone expected. Like, where the hell did you come from? Which what is not—it's not easy to do, right? You can't just like all of a sudden decide to. to I mean, you right, can. You, don't, you, you can. You, you the can, system allows right, it, right, but exactly. it's hard to win. It's, it's really hard, right? And right. so you have to work really hard to to get people. Like, so I I I came in, like I said, I came in seventh. 
top five win, it was all incumbents that won. I was going to say, and the top five are, okay. So, so. It, all, it wasn't even like there was an open seat or anything like that. So top five, the incumbents win. The guy who came in sixth was actually a former city councilor who had run for mayor private previously, and he, he, he just didn't make it. Right. And then there was me. And so, you know, for, for somebody to recognize me, right, and recognize the effort and say, and go out of their way and say, hey, you know, I see something here, like, we should chat, and, like, how do, how do, how do we get you to, to, you obviously have some passion, you have, like, a fire here, like, how do we help you, right? right? And, that, and that was... How do we know, incubate that? How, how yeah. do we, yeah, how do, how do we... Yeah, help know, it grow. Right? Allow it to grow. Uh, and I got the opportunity to, you know, shortly thereafter, I was I ended up working at the state house, which was a great experience. And I and and you know I've I've I think I mentioned this uh, to you that every experience that I've had from the time you know running for city council uh, to you know even being in the private sector to working at the state house, I worked down in D.C. Every like as I got older and I knew like I you know I had my mind was on the city and like making the city a better place. I thought like I always was thinking, okay, how am I going to use this experience that I'm having right now to make my city better? Right. And like how is this going to help me or equip me to make the city better? I didn't think that I necessarily wanted to be mayor, right? I, I it wasn't like you know, seven years old and, and had right. like illusions of being mayor. I always saw myself as the guy behind the guy because I'm a, I'm an introvert and because I'd rather be the guy not in the spotlight. Okay. So I always saw myself as like I want to influence and make the city a great place and make impact on it, but like through somebody else, right? And like or through like you know have some great ideas and work them through somebody who can, you know, articulate them a little bit better, execute them or whatever, right? And and that's part of, like, being, uh, I think, a younger guy, too. I always thought, like, oh, I'm I'm too young. Like, I need to work for somebody who will do these things. I I have some of the ideas or I have the vision, but I'll kind of work through somebody to do it. So having the opportunity to, 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 you know, work at the State House or work down in Washington, D.C., they gave, it just gave me perspective and gave me the kind of kind of growing uh, a growing sense of uh, of uh, appreciation for not only public service but but hey I, maybe I could do this myself you right. know like I, like so it wasn't it was kind of a like a evolving you know an evolving thing in my head where I was like oh well. You know, yeah, I still want to be a city council, but you know, there's there's other you know stuff that maybe I maybe yeah, I can and do. it's almost like um, you have your own personal insecurities about what what you can and can't do based on you know your age and things like this. politics are weird like that. People believe that the older you are, the more experience you have, therefore the more experience you have, the better you can do it. Somehow, somehow that's just how people think. I don't right. I don't understand it at all because it's the fresh young ideas and the willingness to work hard that you really want, not. You know, yeah, and, right? and you know, and I, I have to. I mean, I agree because people elected me, right? I, I, I was right. able to to get elected, right? And, and, and you I didn't convince them by, you know, by using magic tricks. You know, right. like you, you spoke on, on principle, and you spoke about the values that matter to them, and you listened to, and you went to where those people were, and spoke. You know what I mean? But to me, it's like when you're, for you, it almost sounds like you were just 
gaining a little more experience, a little more confidence, a little more experience, a little more confidence. All of a sudden, when it got to a certain point, you were like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to do, I'm ready to put this thing to work. Right. It was kind of like looking around like, okay, when, I, I, I'm the guy. You're right. You know, it, like, that's oh, my okay, point. Exactly. Me, you know? Sometimes you have to take ownership right. of what you've created and people are reluctant to do that because now with that comes a lot of responsibility and accountability and now you have to be accountable. You put yourself, you put the weight of the world on your shoulders you you're you got to deal with it. You got to own it. You right? got to own it, right? Own so this it. is yeah. goes back to that, and this is kind of a sounds like a pivotal moment in your career where you eventually got to that point. And you said, "I'm ready to do something." When did that happen? So I don't know if there's one moment, but uh, there were a couple of times uh, as I was uh, I had been elected to the city council. And I had been willing to, I think, ask the questions that nobody wanted to ask, partially because of my age. So at some point, you did run again. For so I ran again. Yeah. So to to jump around a little bit, um, I got I get elected. I got elected to the city council um, in 2012 and took office in 2013. So at some point in 11, you decided I'm going to make a run again. So I run again. Yep. And I, I and uh, so I got I got elected. And yeah, actually in eleven, and then what took was, office in twelve. What was different about how you ran in eleven versus how you ran the years before when you had lost? So I you had think the climate had changed. Yeah, and- well, I had a little bit more experience. I had uh, a little bit, just more brand recognition. More almost. brand recognition. A little more, uh, a little more comfortable uh, being outside of my comfort zone, right? Like a little, just, right. uh, and I had already run once citywide, so people kind of already knew my name and I had stayed in touch with people and made, like just con- continue to build is, a relationship with The message was network. consistent. It was just more, it was, it, was, the, it was the other things, the peripheral stuff right. that, that really just right. held you back. So the right. message you were still the same on. Yeah, and the still message today, was the same. Still and day, still, so. still to the, you know, the, the message has always been, you know, making the city a destination, making the city right. a great place, and being a place that like that I want to raise kids because so many you have to remember so many kids that I grew up with looked at Riviera as they grew up. They said, "I want to get the hell out of here." Same here, man. I Growing up in out, Lynn. I want to get out. I want to get out. That's the and name. so they went to they went to college and they never looked back. Right. Or you know they 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 got a job, they made a little bit of money, and they got they got the hell out. And they wanted right. to go to Linfield. Like, no no disrespect to, no. to other communities, but, like, people wanted to go to... Wanted well, to go this to is TV, a show about the North Shore. Linfield, and right? And and so, like, it was like... Like, Revere... Like, I get it, and I know the history, I know the image, I know how foolish some people might might think it, said, like it sounds to hear somebody say, Revere should be that community. Like, it should be their destination. But I was saying that. I, I truly believe that. Believe it. Like... In my soul, wholeheartedly, like in, you know, yeah. just I believe that Revere should be that destination, should be that place that people want to live and want to raise their families, right. and where kids should grow up and be proud of and say, "Damn right, I, I like I live in Revere. I grew up in Revere." And I think, like, people, and say it proudly, right? Like, because right. because I've been in situations where you know, at the state house or other places where you you know, someone says, oh, "Where are you from?" and you know, people like I, I never did this, but like other people would be like, oh, "I'm from, from Revere." Right, you know, and it's like, no, I've seen dude, it a be, thousand be times. Be proud of it, yeah. like, be proud, of it. own it. Like you're, you're from Revere, right? right. Like, and so, th- like that may, you know, and and I've had 
conversations with people where they're like, oh, did you bring a knife? Did you bring a gun? Like, yeah, you know, the typical you get, things. You know, to me, it's more stuff. a matter of like, I don't care where you're from. Just be proud of where you're from. That's what I'm looking Like, I want to hear that you're proud of who you are. Right. I don't care if you're from Chicago, Detroit. Like, I don't care if you're from where you're from. Lynn, Revere, Malden. Just be proud of it. And that's all that really matters. Like, I, I like people who are proud of where they're from because that means that they somehow found the good in where they come from. Where because they come they're, from. I don't care. You could be from Topsfield and have a miserable experience, right? Yeah, right. And, 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 and be bullied or whatever the case may be. You're from Rivera. I'm from Lynn. I think those two towns are a lot more similar than, say, an experience, in t- a more rural or suburban experience in Topsfield. But there are the good things you can find in there. There's a, so much good stuff. Um, I recently had a young lady on the, sh- on the show, Alicia um, Bingham, and she just started a foundation in Lynn. Um, she's a Northeastern grad like myself, and she just started a foundation in Lynn to start a scholarship for a Lynn classical student, female, who's a first-generation college student. Um, and we talked about that a lot, too. It's just finding that, that what you love about the city and then investing in that, right? For me, it was my experience in high school, my experience when I was a young kid. Like, there's so many different ways I could go. And as I'm becoming more philanthropic, that's, those are the places that I'm looking to invest. For you, you've been, you've been at it for a long time because you've, been, you've spent so much time sort of uh, sharpening your blade in terms of how to execute you know, becoming an active community member that you now are in a position where you can actually do all of it almost at will. Um, right, right. So that's, that's an amazing accomplishment. You're at sort of like an apex of, yeah. of that world. And it's, it, you know, it's funny because um, I still have the picture of a whiteboard that, uh, you know, I, I, that I filled out after I got elected mayor. So... Just to, to jump around a little bit, I, I you know I I, I get into, onto the city council, kind of uh, butt my head against a uh, a mayor, um, my my predecessor, and we kind of have added a bunch, and I decide that I'm just going to run against this guy, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go for it. And just Hold up, kinda, before we go there, I just want to um, quickly tighten it up a little bit because I, I don't want anyone to get lost here because you and I know the story maybe, but. Hold on a second. Let me just go back to when um, you ran for, for city council. You won that. Um, you can only have so much impact as a city council, but it must have helped sort of fuel your fire and sort of reinforce a lot of the ideas and sort of help you understand how the more local politics happen in your town. Um, the next step after that was you went into the private sector. Am I right? Right. So I was I was working in the private oh, sector. Oh, the whole time. At right. that time, right? Typical so of a city, city council. council is yep. like yep. part-time, so... I was able to work and you know, and my I had point is job. only because we've spoke prior to to the podcast, like I do with all all my guests. But while you were a ward counselor, you uh, you were also working a full time job, uh, which is typical of a ward counselor. What what field were you in? So I was working in uh, consulting, so for a little bit, and and I had worked uh, uh, for the MBTA for a little bit too, and so I still had the the opportunity to, to kind of dip my toes into some of the political local, stuff, local politics, right? right. Um, but then had, you know, had another, another job. Right. Um, and uh, it, there came a certain point where I said, okay, I need to kind of take a, a leap of faith and, and run for mayor because I'm, I know I'm equipped to do the job. I know I have the ideas, and I know I have the, the opportunity to, to to make this happen. Right. You know, and uh, you know, fortunately, I got I, I 
was lucky enough to get elected. And, you know, you mentioned like the being at the apex and being at the having this opportunity to, to essentially uh, make change happen immediately. Uh, I had a whiteboard full of ideas of what we were going to do. You know, and all like everything that I had, you know, you talk about sharpening, sharpening the blade, like those are all the ideas. This is just like a brain dump of like all the things that we want to do or I think right. I they could weren't do. just idea. Don't discount it because they weren't just ideas. I'm sure that they were all sort of, they all had a plan as well, right? They oh, they, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was, they're all connected, right? It's all right. like connective yeah. tissue, right? It's so like, it wasn't an idea board. It was more like, I have a plan. Like, this, this is, is a plan, this right? Is a this plan. is like, these are the things we're going to tackle. And then, we, you know, it went from jotting them down to then like, to, to taking them and saying, okay, how are they connected? How do we, how do we, you know, phase them. Like, what do, what do I do first? What's the first priority? What's kind of lower on the on the priority list? And how do they? How are they all connected? And how do we make them all right. happen? You know, essentially. And how do you kind of roadmap it out? So and then and then deal with all the other stuff. Like, this is just you know. These are just plans. Right. What about all the stuff that happens that you have no control just over? Just a normal day-to-day yeah, right. of being an elected official. Exactly. So, so tell me about it. So now you, you get elected, um, and immediately you, you, um, you start working hard right away. Um, tell me a little bit about what you've managed to do in the past couple of years as the mayor, because um, I know there's some big things, but go ahead. Yeah, so we... Give yeah, me like we, sort of a highlight. What right. We, we set out, I set out to do three things really. And, and, you know, it was professionalize some of the city services that we provide, professionalize and modernize city services, uh, make sure that we strengthen neighborhoods. And you do that a bunch of different ways, but mostly making investments in, in the neighborhoods. Uh, and we wanted to build an economy because the dog track, Wonderland dog track had been shut down. Suffolk Downs uh, horse track had been shut down or was lost you know, on, the, on the edge of shutting down. And Neko was a property at, when I walked in to office, Neko was a property that had been, you know, kind of on the edge and we know, we know how that ended. Right. So you have these three uh, places that were really the economic engine of the city that are essentially no, no more. Uh, and so, those, like we, I wanted to do those three things, and they were as if that's a small right. Feat, like right? that's a, you know that's right. like the vision, right? right? Like that's like the, the the big stuff. And then you know like how do you get there, right? So we uh, to professionalize and modernize the, the city, we upgraded the city's website. We we've implemented a three one one system, which makes it really easy for residents to 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 kind of answer engage. any question or engage with with city hall we did you know things like um like a financial review that found two million dollars that was sitting around in a bunch of yeah tell me accounts. a little bit about that because we talked about that briefly but so you 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 yeah, called for an audit so we do we, we we walked in i wanted to do a real like deep dive of the city's finances i knew that there had to be some fresh eyes that look at it, and I had been talking about this for years and kind of fell on deaf ears. Uh, so we went in and we had a financial review done, and, and I hate, like it's like the technical, technicalities of calling it an audit versus a financial sure, review, right. but we were, it, it's technically a, a financial review, and 
we dug in and what we we essentially had somebody look at every single uh, fund and account in the city's you know in the on the city's balance sheet and find out like I, I, the way it started I said I want to see I want to see every account that has money in it or every fund that has money in it that has has had no activity in the last four years. So there's money, like for four years, if there's no activity, probably a good chance that there hasn't been activity for, you know, a, a longer long period time. of time. Right. So there were, you know, two, there were 86 different funds and a total of $2.2 million that had been... Of unused of money. Un, of essentially unused money, right? Just sitting and, there. And not, not, not sitting in any interest-bearing right. funds or anything. It was just... Like money either that had been appropriated by the city council at some point or money that the city got from a state grant or a federal grant. Wow. Like just money that had, had, has been sitting there that, that was not touched. So we, you know, we found that and we were able to put that to work. You know, we did more uh, street and sidewalk repairs than like any other. So you guys took ever. that money and you immediately started reinvesting it. It's yeah, not like you held it for reserve. No, you said, we, you know, we're we, gonna. We, so when you we talk did, about the th we put some of it to reserves, right? But then we also put some of it. We wanted to put a, 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 the majority. But when of you it say reserves, work. you mean just for future yeah, things, right? Yeah, not, right? Not just to hold for security, right? Which right. is means it's a big difference because that means moving forward, you guys as the city will sort of have your eye on different opportunities where you can, you can invest that that right. capital. But that three one one system, I'm assuming, is from. Is is a product of of that? Yeah, we got well. We got a state grant to 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 do that, and that was something that I knew that we that I wanted to implement, mm -hmm. and so we sought out a, a state grant, grant that That's would cool. allow us to do it, yeah, and better. then we were, we were able to to um, operationalize it and, and like kind subsidize of the it project, in. right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, there have been there have been you know so many things that we've we've been able to do. I mean. Parks and playgrounds. We've we've renovated um, probably close to nine, I think nine uh, recreational uh, either facilities or playgrounds. Right. Uh, have you named the park after yourself yet? I have not. <laughs> I, I will not name a park after myself. I only want to ask that because I want to compliment you on the lack of ego you have because it's. It's pretty easy when you get to you know the level that you're at, um, and to be an elected official too. It kind of feeds the, most people. If you have an ego and you become elected, it feeds the ego. So um, um, it's a downfall. It's, man. Uh, it's a downfall. It's, it's just not a good look. I, I don't want my elected officials to have an ego. It's just not what I look. I'm, well, it's about the community, right? Exactly. At the end of the day, it's about it's all about the the residents. And when we're talking community. local, like we're talking local, like this is this is where I live. This is my community. We're not talking about federal. We're not talking about state. At the state level, we're talking about local. These people live in the same community as right. you. We don't need to see Brian Arrigo's name all over a park. So, anyways, I just want to compliment you really quickly before I forget. So, go ahead. So, yeah, so and, and so then in terms of building an economy, we we've been really uh, we've been uh, really intentional about making sure that there are things like restaurants on the beach. You know, um, hopefully in the very near future, um, there will be a, the first new restaurant, new building with a new restaurant on, just, on the beach in like in, in decades. I just saw um, actually on Facebook, cause I'm pretty, um, I got my eye out there for other, for other potential Hustle Project podcast guests. And um, I noticed there's the guy that I became friends with the guy who, who's, who's, 
opening that restaurant. I think it's called Drift. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, Drift. Yeah. Yeah. And that was actually something I really wanted to get into tonight if we have the time is that, you know, Revere, um, like so many communities on the North Shore, has has its gem, sort of. It, it has it, it, but it just needs to be polished. So like Lynn, uh, that downtown area and the waterfront property, there, there's, a, there's a renaissance going on. They're, they're, you know, they're, it looks, it's beautiful. They're, um, they're really sort of shining that part of the town, which used to be their diamond. And, you know, things got pretty ugly there growing up you you and i both witnessed both witnessed it and then salem for example you know they have that downtown area growing up in the area in the 90s you wouldn't be caught dead downtown salem yeah. but now it's this it's this bustling local yeah. economy Restaurants thriving and, yeah it's, it's beautiful it's literally awesome. beautiful yeah. Yeah. revere also has the potential to do that with the beach with the revere beach area which growing up in the 90s was sort of you know wasn't looked at as the best place to be um but what do you have in plan um, in store, sort of, to help Revere Beach sort of get its 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 shine back. Because I know that you know there's the drift opening, and hopefully I can have him on. Because I, I from what I understand, and you probably know better, this guy's an amazing restaurateur, an amazing businessman, and he's taking he's making he's blazing a huge trail right now by opening up on Revere Beach. Right. We wish him the best of luck. But what do you see? What's your vision for Revere Beach? How do you how do you get that luster back? Yeah, so I think it's already it's getting there, right? So we've. We've seen the investment uh, that's been made by federal government, state government, local government to, to kind of unlock the potential, especially around the Wonderland T station, and that's where, where Drift will be opening up. Uh, and it's really pushing for those spaces that can be, you know, that can be amenities to the community, right? Uh, there are a lot of people who are you know, uh, uh, hesitant to embrace any kind of development in the community because they've, they're worried about the impact. They're worried about, you know, different... Environmental different, impact? Well, it, more the impact on the school system or more impact on traffic, right? right. And, and, you know, trying to educate folks about, like... And those are valid concerns. Valid concerns, yeah. but, like, trying to educate people on the fact that, you know, if you look at what's happening, especially on the beach... There's a lot of development. There's a lot of building happening. A lot of that was in in the works for years. You know, we we're doing a master plan now, but the last time the city had a master plan was like the '70s, and wow. the uh, the whole idea was to have the beach developed. the The master development agreement that is kind of uh, that we're seeing happen now uh, at Wonderland. That's been like 10, 12 years in the making. So we're seeing it happen finally, and we're pushing for some of the amenities. But but people get frustrated because they think, oh, you know, this is going to have an impact on the school system, which we know that the majority of people who are living on the beach, uh, the vast majority, and there are very few kids coming out of those buildings. Right. But the housing stock isn't isn't built to yeah. That's to not have for families. It's not right. family for you young know, professionals or young professionals or older who want people, to be yeah. on the tee. Retirees, you know, retirees, empty nesters. They're smaller, you know, sing, uh, uh, either studios or one bedrooms that are, you know, eight, nine, nine hundred square feet, right. maybe a thousand, um, and very few two bedrooms. But, but the 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 concern, you know, is is valid and we just have to kind of work through that and, and educate folks and, and have them understand that we don't 
the end of the day, we can't just say nothing's going to happen right. because that doesn't really. That no, but help from us the outside looking in, um, you know, it, it, you don't know if you're not involved in, in the city of Revere, then you wouldn't know. You would just see what the current state of the beach is, and you would say, "Oh, well, I mean, it looks like because they they have made some significant improvements, but there's not a lot of commerce down there. It's right. just it's sort of they cleaned up the the environmental. It looks cleaner. It's um, yeah, it, it, it is cleaner, right? right. And and, cleaner. and so it's gotten cleaner. Now is the opportunity for us to have hotels, right? So mm-hmm. there there are a couple. So cleaning of hotels it must have been phase one, right? And right. Then, and right. now it's and and with even with. Um, like having hotel development down there. We're going to have a hotel uh, built at, at the Wonderland Sea Station. Oh, that's great. Uh, a Marriott Hotel, uh, which will have a restaurant. You know, the Aldis are going to be the first one in at, with Drift. But they're like, you know, we're hopeful, and, and I know that they're hopeful that they will be trailblazers and that they'll be the first of, of many. Well, this is how you know, it places happens. Where, like, and this is how it happens, right? Yeah. You, you get one, one spot in one place, and people say, okay. This, well, I just I hope that the city, here. and obviously this is not nothing against you. It's just more like I hope that the city is really behind it because I've been involved in projects where the city is behind is supposed to be behind it and not and so on and so forth so i really feel like when the city makes a commitment to back a, a business and they're going to invest because this guy's investing everything he has like i don't know him personally but when you open a business you make a lot of personal investment time resources money so when the city says that they're behind him if the city really truly stays behind it i think he's got a great he's going to do great but if the city just sort of moves on and lets him you know fly on his own it might be a little tougher but the city can do a really good job of pushing from behind um especially when it comes to sort of restrictive permitting processes and things like that which i have been a victim of where you know you're promised one thing and then things change and people start to play politics and it's like guys i'm i'm just trying to open up a business here like i'm not a politician if i wanted to do that we could have a different conversation so and i get the i get the the idea that you you could probably speak on behalf of the city, but you guys have probably been pretty good about helping push that, propel that. Yeah, I mean, we we were pushing for uh, just for a restaurant, even right. So like, so that if you look at that section of the beach, there are a couple of buildings that have been built already. None of them have any kind of commercial component or any um, street level like activity, right? right? It's all like no parking, retail, yeah. parking on the first floors and it, it's not really conducive to like what should be an active and fun place. You're on the beach, there should be like Commerce. activity, yeah, right? Stuff. And so, so, and, and the, again, this is kind of all before I got in and then I get in one of my first meetings uh, with the development team of, of, uh, of Wonderland and of the beach uh, I sat down with them and I said, you know, I have to say I'm really disappointed with everything because there's no commercial component, there's no retail, there's no, there's no restaurants, or, there's nothing here. Like we're building, like you know, we're building apartments and we're building people places right, like where people live. Their their goal was to just build something, but there was really no purpose behind it. Right, right. Like oh, right. you, I see postcards of Revere Beach like back in the day. I, I don't know if it's like the 40s or 50s, and it was like. It was like a there was like a carnival there. It was, there. A, de- it like was a, a destination. It was a destination. Right. Why not? Right. Why not? Why can't it be that again? Right. But that should be the vision of 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 Revere Beach, in my opinion. I mean, what what do you just want to put hotels there? But this is not that's not the Cape. You know, it's not supposed to be a sleepy little town. This is Revere. 
it would be the same thing for Lynn. You know, you're going to build something on, on the waterfront. It's got to be colorful. It's got to have life because right. Lynn is a very, it's not a sleepy town. Right, right. Um, it's really cool to know that though, because even though the plan wasn't intact, you still have some influence over it and you can still sort of make some adjustments and, and yeah. help businesses like Drift get in there and, and maybe, you know, add a little bit of a different look um, to it. But um, tell me a little bit about, so I know you're, I know you're going to be running for re-election. Um, tell me a little bit about what you might be running on this time around. Are you? I, I don't know. Is that top secret right now? No, or? no, no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're we're running on on the fact that we've made so much progress in the last four years, and you know, talked a little bit about low hanging fruit, and uh, it, it's all about continuing that progress, right? And and we have a little thing where we talk about forwards, not backwards, right? And uh, my opponent would absolutely be a step backwards for for the community and for for city hall so we're just telling everyone that this is we want to continue we've made a lot of progress but we right. want to continue going forward uh we can't really look backwards you know we can't we can't get, jump in a time machine and go back to 1950 you know it we need to we need to look forward i'm raising my family here i care about the future of the city I also can't do it alone, so I right. need a lot of people to, to, to help and, and to be to be willing and to to say, hey, we want to continue to move forward because this is we're going the right direction. This right, is, it's is pretty clear. Forward and you know things are going well, and, and we want to continue that progress. You know, looking at it from the perspective of a of a citizen of a city, I want to I want someone who has a passion for the you know for things to get better in my city. I don't want an elected official who wants things to stay the same. Right. right. So I look at it and say, it's a no brainer. How do you lose? I really believe that. I just don't know how you lose unless for some reason there's something I don't know, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. You're literally, you, li you eat, sleep, and you know what, revere, and you have for a long time. And everything you do has the, the overall well being of the city at its core. Right. Right. So, and you're a human. You might make some mistakes. Right. That's true. Oh, absolutely. 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 But, but, those mistakes are going to be minimal because you're not willing to risk as much as someone else would, you know, because it means too much to you. So I wish you the best of luck. Um, Thank you. You know, and, and, and I've had the I, pleasure. I might move to Revere just to vote. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I've had the pleasure and opportunity to, to talk to thousands of people, right? And, you know, it, it is humbling when, you know, folks recognize the work that you do and they recognize that it's not an easy job and they recognize the fact that that in their opinion they think I'm doing a good job sometimes a great job you know and and that is um you know the best reward right, right. and and having the opportunity to run for re-election you know is 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 great because and I get to have these conversations and people appreciate people that that you know there are there are you know, there, there, are, there are very loud, some very loud voices right. that can sound like ten thousand people, but it's really only ten. Exactly. You know, and and there's a there there are other folks who who recognize what we've done and see it and see the progress that we've made, and they don't they don't have to go on social media to talk about it. They don't have to, you know, yell it from the rooftops. Well, but when some, I go to their door, when I knock right. on their door, and I talk to them, and they recognize it, and and they and they and they say. You know, hey, I think you're doing a great job. That's that's rewarding. So, for me, like at the end of the day, I've done every single thing with every fiber of my being to make the city a better place. Right. If I believe that, if I don't, 
like even if I if I were to lose an election, like I I know number one I'm not gonna get outworked. I know that I'm I'm also not gonna uh, uh, kind of have a, a, a I'm not gonna have uh, a lack of things to to talk about that we've done and right. and like show the progress that we've made. You know, I, my body of work is there. It's exactly. like I, I it's almost, there to be judged. It's like at a certain point yeah. where I just have like it's kind of out of my out of my well, hands. Well, the way right? I look and, at it too is the only way I can see you losing is if the if the voting public is not educated in what you've accomplished. That's t- that's the bottom line. The and the and that also works that if you're if the person running against you can 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 um, bark louder than you and convince people that you haven't accomplished anything. That's it, because if you take your body of work, democracy doesn't work unless the people are educated. If people are not educated, democracy doesn't work. They end up making undemocratic decisions, right? So democracy only works with an educated population. So your job really, in my opinion, is just educate them. If you just educate people, if you just put out the information of the things that you've accomplished and the progress you've made and your plan for the future, how do people, how could someone be convinced that this guy is not good for our city? I mean, unless someone's selling a magic potion and they're willing to buy it, right? Because that happens. Right. But I think that, I think that given your body of work um, and your ability to communicate that to people, um, not through an ego-driven campaign, but more a wholesome, local, I, I care about my community campaign, I think it's a lock. Yeah. I, I'm willing to bet on it. But I want to thank you so much for coming out on the show. No, thank you. Um, thank you. It was great chatting with you. And... Um, We'll catch you on the next one, guys.